0: Hello and welcome to the Morning Skate Podcast. I am Matt Moody, joined by DJ Mitchell, here to go through Thursday's NHL action, uh, October twenty eighth. When you are listening to this, so DJ, how you doing on this fine Wednesday evening, brother?
1: Um, you you know when you play the guys at ten p.m. You're always still alive. And- so you fall asleep so i'm feeling all right um are going and i'm recording tonight i'm recording tomorrow and then i'm taking a long weekend to um watch the browns and then move and things are getting in the right direction how are you doing
0: doing well um yeah it's mostly still living off the uh, glow of uh, monday night because my tuesday was uh pretty bad um you know, just just one of those things where I just didn't really have anything come together, had no sweat, had nothing on the later slates, like just pretty much a massive L all the way around, which, you know, uh, back to reality type thing. Uh, Wednesday's been OK, um, but we're here to go through the Thursday slate. Um, I know I'm looking forward to this one personally because the, they had a uh, 1K Fantasy World Hockey Championship qualifier and you just got to go for the heat check at some point. Um, so, you know, I entered that it's like 20 people and winner gets a seat to the, to the, uh, fantasy hockey world championship. Uh, and there's also the spinorama. Uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit, but, uh, not as big as I would have liked, but anyway, um, I'd say we can sort of get into things. I'm doing well though, DJ. Thanks for asking.
1: Okay. So let's get right into things. We're going to start with underdog, um, the sponsor of the podcast, use code MSP, for right now, a match deposit up to a hundred dollars. So if you put in nineteen dollars, they'll give you nineteen dollars. You put in a hundred, they'll give you a hundred, and so on. They are doing daily slates um, on Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. So it's nineteen dollar entry fee, max prize is one fifty. It's out of thirty people. Um, so yeah, I mean, like, is it the most ev positive thing in the world? Maybe not, but you know, these things will only grow if we keep playing them, and the contests are really really fun. And on top of that, it does seem like there's not a lot of strategy going into a lot of these lineups Um, from at least what I saw on these 30 lineups. I finished third. So, you know, a lot of people really (laughs) don't know what they're doing. Um, uh, So, yeah, I mean, like in the draft that me and Matt did, you know, we both took very correlated pieces. And so did Paul. If you're listening, you took very correlated pieces while everyone else kind of just Spray and pray. um it it can work and, and the winner on the tuesdays late was a spray and pray kind of you know Horvet ellers the chuck Yosi petrangelo vasilevsky there's really no correlated pieces uh mine was the cop Eller stack with ranton and landis and mccarr um that got the third and i had reimer and net so you can kind of see how you know my stack one of my main stack didn't even really even hit like my hit but nothing else did so i really kind of lucked into the winnipeg so the way i look at it is kind of take your top stacks write them down what you can get because it's a draft so you don't get just to pick whatever you want you're against six other people in each draft there's five drafts make up the 30 people um but it's a lot of fun uh it's only one entry per person so no one's going to be maxing this out getting a ton of different you know different correlations that you know there's no way to really beat them um so everyone gets one kind of dart in this and like i said i really enjoy doing it um if we keep filling it we fill it early they're going to keep, they're going to keep it growing. I mean, we have direct communication with the guys at underdog. They love hockey. They want it to grow. They're asking us what we want for the sport. And while we all complain about DraftKings and FanDuel, they're not really answering to us. So let's try to grow it on underdog. If you're not in there yet, uh, you know, support the podcast, support your boys, use code MSP. Don't put some money in place and pick Check it out. Um, if you're in a state that doesn't have DraftKings Sportsbook, like New York, you can play the pickums still in underdog, which is pretty cool. So you can still try to find some pretty cool lines um, that you like, pair them together up to 20x your money. So, Matt, anything else you want to get to before we get into the actual DraftKings portion of the show?
0: Uh, no, I mean, you mentioned pretty much everything I wanted to cover. Just another logistical note like, I'm in Pennsylvania where I can do sports betting. I can't do the pickums on underdog, but I can do the drafts. So, you know, there's a lot of different ways to enjoy underdog. And the coolest thing about it is their app is just awesome. Uh, obviously, yeah. you know, if you haven't signed up yet, you wouldn't really know this. But, like, for best ball purposes and stuff, blew DraftKings out of the mile, you know, out of the water by a mile in
1: terms of, uh, okay. yeah,
0: yeah. I screwed up. the.
1: It blew the them thing. out by a mile and out of the water, both of yes, them at the same th- that's time. That's right. Match-
0: I mean, it was, it was just so much better of an experience. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so you can do it all from your phone if you're one of those uh, phone bros um who you know just loves doing their hockey stuff on their phone like our friend of dj over here um so yeah get them in there use promo code msp and uh you know take what we talk about and you can pretty much apply directly you know you're taking your favorite plays in order and then like dj mentioned you're trying to get those correlated pieces in there because the way you're going to finish first out of even 30 people the the easiest way is to just get a stack that hits um, you know, it doesn't have to be a perfect stack. You know, you miss out on McKinnon and still win with a Colorado stack like DJ did. Um, so uh, it's a lot of fun. It's it's another way to think about the slate and the upcoming games. And uh, yeah, so get on in there, uh, DJ. Let's get on to the DraftKings slate.
1: All right, perfect. Um, I get one last note, just really, really quick. I guess I I didn't want to forget. I am gonna live record the draft that I the first one I do tomorrow, and then post some strategy to it. Um, I don't want to get into a lot of it now. So I'll do that there. If you have any questions, Discord at me, whatever. If you think like, hey, like I'm not sure like when should I pick a goal? Like what like I have a few notes, but there's such little data out there that it's hard to really hammer it down. So we'll get to that. Um so let's get into the drafting slate. You want to start right up with Arizona at Tampa? Um yeah, I mean so I've so read kind of, off all the games.
0: I just I wanted to cover the uh the, the slate real quick, like in terms okay. of like what exactly uh, we're looking at here. Uh, because you know we're we're talking about more than just the, the plays, obviously. Um, if you'll know in the lobby, you will see the spinorama. Uh, so if you've been acquiring tickets to the, I believe it's like the spooky spinorama or whatever, uh, make sure you get those on in. Um, unfortunately, they seem to really undersize the contest. Now uh, I hope I'm right on that, you know, and that this thing fills, you know, relatively early. Uh, before we're back to the days, you know, where it's the, the the basically what they did is they took the normal $300 contest and boosted it by like 10 to 15% in terms of prize pool. Um, so that was a little bit disheartening. Um, but yeah, uh, so that's the premier contest of the last couple of weeks, 25k to first, you can definitely still, you know, uh, make some good money there. And yeah, they'll probably be posting tickets, uh, satellites in the lobby for the next one. So just keep an eye out and, um, you know, get on in there. If that's the sort of thing you want to play DFS for, for the big bucks. uh, Yeah. You can try and throw in, you know, 30 lineups in the 15 and hope to bank. Um, But I find it much more enjoyable to sort of take these cracks at the, the larger dollar contests. And, you know, uh, that's usually via satellites where you're playing, you know, you got to finish first out of 10 people to get the ticket. Um, but then you get the ticket and it's just a a much more fun, a much different experience in terms of like how you're building rosters and stuff, because you're not worried about, you know, the random fourth liner scoring a hat trick or whatever, because there's just so much fewer entrants. Uh, But anyway, that contest is Tuesday. Um, It's, it's a nice slate, you know, just looking over things. We've got nine games, Um, maybe a couple of like, I guess I don't want to say standout chalk because that doesn't really make sense, but like, A couple of places that might catch a lot of ownership, but honestly, it doesn't really seem like it uh, at this stage in the game. Um, So going through the games we have, we have Arizona at Tampa. Uh, Tampa is the largest favorite of the night at minus 300, though it's a five and a half over under. So their implied team total isn't crazy. We have Calgary at Pittsburgh. We have Boston at Carolina, Colorado at St. Louis, Philly at Vancouver, Buffalo at Anaheim minnesota at seattle winnipeg at la and montreal at san jose so uh, pretty stacked toward the later end of the games here uh, four of them at seven or eight and five at ten o'clock and finally uh, just a couple of news and notes as we get to uh, before we get into things sydney crosby appears to be back for the pittsburgh penguins uh, centering gensel and evan rodriguez Uh, You know, Calgary's been playing well, but Sidney Crosby came back and he's sub 6,000. So definitely a decision point there uh, for your lineups. Uh, For Boston, keep an eye on Brad Marchand. He left the game for a bit on Wednesday night. He came back, though, to finish. So I'm guessing he's okay. But, you know, obviously, if we get that news at 630 that Marchand's uh, banged up, Taylor Hall probably steps onto the top line. So just keep an eye there. Uh, St. Louis is going to be missing Ryan O'Reilly. Uh, the latest COVID patient in St. Louis, so uh, expect him to miss. Let's see, on the Winnipeg front, Blake Wheeler appears to be back in the lineup while for on the LA side of that game, both Sean Walker, uh, who got hurt last game, and then Drew Doughty, whose injury was confirmed to be long-term. They're both going to be out for uh, Walker the rest of the season and Doughty for maybe a month and a half or so. Um, That's Pretty much it as far as the, the largest news that, that I have on the slate. Um, DJ, anything else before we get into the Tampa-Arizona game?
1: Um, No, let's just get right into it. I think you All covered right. pretty much the big, big notes. I mean, All in this one, there is the uh, you know the thing to get right into with Arizona if you are looking for a punt. Barrett Hayton should be on the top line. Schmaltz is probably going to miss. Hayton did run uh, on the power play they didn't specify which one in practice but I like to assume it's probably going to be wherever Schmaltz was in the power play he might just fill right in um, but you know Barrett Hayden, minimum salary former top five pick um, hasn't really done much in the NHL hasn't really profiled with anything too too amazing but it is you know a minimum salary play that I think is is going to get minutes and a guy that they're really trying to get going in Arizona so that would be the, the note on the you know, the coyotes, I don't really think there's anyone that's overly, you know, off blowing off the page um, as, as a play right now, we haven't really seen much from Jacob trickering without a point still on the year, but a lot of minutes there as his price continues to drop is something worth monitoring. Um, as far as Tampa is concerned, all of the big guns are super duper expensive. Corey Perry played on the top power play last game, even with Perun coming back in, he's 2,600. So he might may- maybe someone worth keeping an eye on, but not the best great shooter in the world guys like Sorelli we're playing with point. He's really, really cheap. Um, That'll do
0: it. Um, okay. So otherwise on the Tampa front, I'll just sort of summarize what I think DJ was uh, saying while he gets himself situated again. Uh, we did see new lines prior to their game uh, against Pittsburgh And they now sort of have these lines uh, properly positioned on DraftKings um, with Steven Stamkos playing alongside of Joseph and Palat, and then Point with Kalorn and Sorelli. So it's kind of interesting that Point is so cheap. Um, You can get his line for very inexpensive. Maybe if it's not too uh, high-owned, I think that's a good option. I'm not sure I can pay the Stamkos tax at this point, $7,900. Um, for his entire career, he's not been a volume shooter. He has been a sniper, so to speak. Uh, so I think that Stamkos makes for a really poor one-off at that price. And stacking Stamkos with Hedman is just so expensive that it's sort of – I don't know if that's necessary on this slate, to say the very least. Um so DJ, so help me God. I hope this is working again.
1: Um, but I'm uh, literally no gonna light myself on fire. I I gotta move. I <laughs> next week. The yeah. Wi Fi box was delivered. Please nice. please uh, be good. Please run okay. here.
0: Uh, but yeah, and I like, mean that was that was pretty much the news. If you need a I total had-
1: I said so many things though. I'm so annoyed.
0: Yeah, you did. Uh, I, we picked up on some of them, but I,
1: I kept trying to like, check if you were going to like make a face or like move your head to like nod that I was still there. And then I finally was like, I just, I can't be because you yeah. haven't even flinched. And I'm like, great. I'm just talking to no one. Awesome. Yeah. Well, trust me, whatever I said was the perfect play. Whatever <laughs> it was, tonight.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. Let's go over to Calgary at Pittsburgh. Um, The early uh, sort of line on this game is minus 120 in favor of Pittsburgh. I don't, I guess with Sidney Crosby back, that makes it a little bit more enticing uh, than it would have been otherwise. Um, But man, (laughs) Calgary has looked really good on the gate here, um, especially their last few games. Now, will Elias Lindholm and manjapani both be in the top five for goals for the entire season? Well, probably not. Um, uh. But those guys are playing some really good hockey right now. Um, and, you know, like, so this game might get a little bit of juice. Uh, so if you had to pick a side, Deej, what are you looking for? And Is there anything interesting here that you're uh, watching out for?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think with Crosby coming back, um, you know, I think a lot of people probably thought it would be Rodriguez that would lose his spot, but he kept on the top line and the top power play. Um, You know, he did lose he did suck. I mean, on uh, the last slate out for him, only one shot was pretty disappointing against Tampa as like one of the better punts. So I'm, I guess, optimistic that that might get over a little bit overlooked him and Crosby together. So I do like that, okay, because I think it's a lot of value here. But overall, I think Calgary has played really, really well, as you already mentioned. Um, It's very difficult to play them on this slate. I I don't really think they're in the greatest spot in the world with, like, I'm not playing the Chuck at 7,800. I'm not really thinking about control at Like, So it's really hard to get there, um, while Pittsburgh seems to be a much better value. So I'd almost rather play Pittsburgh, but I don't feel fantastic about it, if, if that makes sense just because of the value that they give. I mean, a guy like John Marino hits the shot bonus, stays in the top power play. He might be a little bit chalky, but it's nine games. I'm not that worried about it. So um, I guess to to finish that point, Gensel, Crosby, Rodriguez, all correlated line one, all correlated on the power play. And it's not going to break the bank with a Calgary team that's been on the road for a little bit here. You know, it could be a spot after Pittsburgh was a big letdown against Tampa that they could bounce back. And I mean, Gentel's expensive, but you can definitely afford that first line. Yeah, um, I kind
0: of like. I, I kind of think that they've properly priced this Calgary line because um, this is a spot where I I honestly think that like if they were like each a thousand cheaper, they would almost be too highly owned to be good in GPPs. Um, but like. Uh, they are just so freaking good. Going into the year, like, um, like they were getting some chatter, like, "Hey, is this like the best line?" Like, because Lindholm is just so good. Uh, Kachuk has been such a, a great play driver. Like, you know, no matter who his center has been, and then Johnny Gaudreau, like, if he could bounce back, like, I mean, they're all they're just three phenomenal players. Um, and right now, they are just owning the ice. So, I, I kind of want to say, like. Yeah, look, like it's more expensive than you like, but that's why it's a good play. Um, you know, like it's not like there's no value on the slate. And if that's going to keep people away, uh, Rasmus Anderson also is a uh, fourth wheel, is relatively inexpensive at uh, 5,100. Um, just kind of hoping that the shots return for him because he, he's getting all the minutes and all the power play time. Uh, it's just sort of a matter of finding the net for him right now. Um uh, but I think this is a stack that like, yeah, you're going to need to really pay down somewhere else to make it work, but I'll try and have a share of it or two, just to make sure I'm over the field on it because they are very explosive uh, with really good players. Um, but you're right on the Pittsburgh end of things. Sydney uh, Crosby's price is just so enticing that it's you know, really hard to look away. Um, Evan Rodriguez though, is, you know, his line mate and power play one mate is also a center. Which makes things a little bit awkward in terms of roster construction. Now, if you use the utility and you know whatever, you can make that work just fine. Um, but it is worth noting that it's like a little bit awkward and kind of handcuffs you a bit at the center position if you do play. You know, Crosby, Rodriguez, um, and then Jake Gensel at seventy four hundred is fine, um, but it's not like he's cheap or anything. So if you if you made me pick a Stack even with salary considered, I'm probably still going Calgary, um, but we'll see sort of where the uh, the the public is when we get further into Thursday because, you know, Sidney Crosby off of injury like yeah he's Sidney Crosby but he's also off of injury, and it's also a wrist injury right uh, yeah it's a wrist injury, you know that he's returning from so, if he's not a hundred percent but he's playing anyway that's my thing man like wrist injuries are brutal uh, it's tough to score goals when you have a bum wrist you can do everything else well uh but in dfs we want goals so i, oh. I think there's a little bit of reason to pump the brakes on pittsburgh one
1: uh we, you know, we have we have beat this game right into the ground i think i think i'm ready to yeah. move on unless okay. i mean i, I um, might not even get so to play it so
0: should 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 note that chris letang uh
1: is likely to remain out
0: um so it sounds like it seems like John Marino has been the top power play guy for them.
1: Um, yep. So, you know, he's yep. 39 Nine on goal.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I so said that. that's good to All Boston at right. Carolina. Another game that I'm probably not going to play Boston on a back-to-back on the road, still really, really expensive. You mentioned the Marshawn note. Well, I was keep an eye on that, but Carolina is also really, really expensive um, for their top guys. I just don't really think this game's overly necessary personally. Um, I, I, I mean, I do think that there's reason to talk yourself into Carolina with Boston on a back-to-back, but I'm not going to do it myself. And I'm just not going to spend a premium on Boston one back-to-back against Carolina. So for me, this game is one I'd consider the under in if it's five and a half or whatever, but I'm, like I said, not bullish. What are your thoughts though?
0: Um, yeah, I mean, Carolina's slight favorite, um, we have new ish Carolina lines, right? Mm-hmm. Um, correct. And who was Aho
1: playing with in Trochek? I'm trying to oh, my well, surprisingly, my computer is not moving. I found it, I found quickly. it quickly. Uh, okay, thanks.
0: Aho, Svechnikov, Terra Vinan, Kokiniemi, Trochek, So, I, uh, yeah. yeah, based on that, I'm probably echoing uh, your thoughts. Like, the first line is just a bit pricey in terms of Aho and Svechnikov combining for over $14,000 in salary. Um, you might be able to convince me that the uh, Trochek, Nechas, Kokaniemi is, you know, it like gets affordable, of course. And then you tack on a guy like Tony D'Angelo, who has been pretty, pretty solid uh, to start out things for this team. Um, that's a, you know, mid-priced stack that I think you should consider just because of the talent and the minutes and whatever else um, that they all have compared to their prices. Um, but I don't know. Uh, if if Marchand, you know, I'm expecting Marshand to play again, but if Taylor Hall slides up into that role for any reason, then I kind of think that Boston One is like just a, a smash play. Uh, Bergeron sub seven K doesn't happen all that often. And then Taylor hall is 5,200 with the pop, top power play job, regardless of Marchand's status. So uh, it's not a huge standout game to me, like you mentioned, um, but you could probably talk me into either side of this game.
1: Right. Um, let's move forward to a game with do at least a lot more news and notes, Colorado at St. Louis. We already yeah. mentioned that one, Mr. Ryan O'Reilly will not play. It seems like Brandon thought is also out. Um, and do we know on Gerard yet? Yeah, that was one. I think I saw a note on oh, it says he will not play. He will not play. Okay. Um, so we, you know, we're going to have a very, you know, I, I think somewhat people are going to go back to Byram, Byron, had 26 minutes, three shots and assist, you know, he looked really, really good out there playing Did, with Kale McCarr. Was he actually owned last slate? No, I'm thinking he probably more high on this slate okay like, when you of, said go
0: back to i was like wait a second is He wow. like because i think he's going to be relatively low owned and i really i, like I,
1: that. I played him <laughs> i don't know um yeah projection
0: systems so. pr- projection systems really aren't picking up on his uh because he just doesn't have strong underlying rates in his career to this point so it, it's not uh it, it's not like he's being over projected mm. and optimizers aren't trying to jam him in so you know of course he's a good play um, but I'm just saying, I don't think he will be like, you know, like
1: chalk or anything. Um, so, right. you know, just, I'm just, just saying like
0: to frame that when, properly.
1: Okay. Anyway, so, um, I think when people are trying to find value on the slate, him and Burakovsky are going to be a really good way of doing it, That I'm sure is going to be mentioned a lot, um, in, in the Discord, etc. we're going to talk about it because Burakovsky was playing with, or at least practicing with Rantanen and, um, McKinnon. So, that the top six change after they got kind of i don't know i I wasn't torn apart by vegas but they just could not find it i mean did you watch that freaking Landeskog wrap around just they were a little bit stinking on top of everything else so they're gonna make the change burkowski looked really really good in that game i watched almost all of it um jack johnson looked terrible not surprising that's why (laughs) foreign byram got even more minutes because they're just like we cannot put that guy back out uh he
0: actually got paused he yeah. uh, he got tossed for a uh, uh, interference.
1: Oh, here right. Oh my God that that is a that's a better point. I mean, he also just looked bad too. But um, <laughs> he I guess, is I guess bad. that really yes. <laughs> is, no, we both have, we both said facts there. Um, yeah. so anyways, look, so Colorado. There's some value here, which is weird to say. Obviously, if you're stacking it with McKinnon, it kind of ruins it. But um, yeah, I think it's a good stack yeah. on the St. Louis side um has just been absolutely going crazy he is one of the best i corsi players in the league right now um and he's just been you know six points five games 5.7 5. just seems incorrect uh and um i think that you could pair him nicely with krug at 5200 that's also a pretty solid play like this game has like very concentrated uh kind of plays i think where like other games you can kind of talk yourself into some third liners and some second liners, et cetera. Like, I think that you look at these top power plays, uh, that's where you're going to want to go. Um, so what else am I missing here? Is there anything you want to?
0: No, I mean, I think, uh, you know, um, Tarasenko has been awesome. I still, you know, I, I will probably go back to the Tarasenko Krug Perron uh, power play stack. If I want to stack this game, uh, Braden Shen is just a little bit pricey, even though he should see more minutes. He's just not a huge rates guy. Uh, he's more of like a mix and in type candidate. And then Robert Thomas is centering Tarasenko and he's obviously been, uh, the assist guy because that's what Robert Thomas, you know, will be as an NHLer. he's cheap enough to where like you can correlate it and, you know, hope for uh, say 15 out of him, like two assists, a couple shots and a block or whatever. Um, you know, but he's really only in play if you're playing Tarasenko, I did just want to sort of share some context on the slate. It's just how impressive Tarasenko has been. Like a lot of the, you know, a lot of this talk was that Tarasenko coming off of the shoulder injury, doesn't want to be in St. Louis anymore, requested a trade, all this. He has come back looking 100% healthy. Uh, he is shooting the puck like a madman. On the slate, only Timo Meyer, uh, Nick Ellers, and David Posternak have higher i Corsi per game, uh, shot attempts per game. Uh, He has 7.8, just ridiculous stuff out of him. Uh, Six shots plus blocks per game on the year. Like it's just awesome to see because Tarasenko, you know, the league is a better place with Tarasenko in it. Um, So yeah, he's a little bit underpriced in my estimation still, like you mentioned. Uh, But the real news here is just how cheap the Colorado guys are. So if you want to jam in McKinnon and Rantanen, Um, Just make sure you're taking the salary relief that both Burakovsky and Byram do offer. Uh, It just makes so much sense to you know play one or both of them with your two man uh, of those two guys. Um, So you know like it might make it popular, but I kind of think that uh, St. Louis you know will keep that relatively in check. Um, But we'll see. You know, uh, always keep an eye out for things like ownership and all of that to to really sort of. final piece in your dfs decision making Um, but colorado does offer a lot of enticing value in addition to two you know just superstar players in mckinnon and rantanen so uh, i like this game a lot we'll probably have multiple pieces and almost all my lineups from this game uh, but let's
1: move forward okay so we're gonna move on to the back-to-back philadelphia flyers in vancouver um this game i think some people might jump on it um the philly edmonton games already off and running uh it, it's not you know it's not too expensive to find a good way to stack this i i don't believe um you know guys like besser etc are a bit cheaper but is there kind of one spot here you're more interested in i mean i think it's for me it's at least i'll just start with i think it's a little bit of the Vancouver side. Um, you know, maybe not defensively, but a guy like Oliver Larson has been an absolute freaking madman shooting the puck lately and not getting rewarded at all. Like he could be a decent like pivot away from everyone else. Um, I still really like Quinn Hughes at 6K. He's been kind of the opposite where he has been getting points, just not really having the shots to pair with some of the Vancouver in any capacity. I, you know, I think I could find myself talking myself into it on a back-to-back against a back-to-back Flyers team. But is there anything you really like here? Um,
0: yeah, I mean the Flyers. <laughs>
1: um,
0: yeah. I, you know, I, you don't need me to tell you for the millionth time just how little I respect this Vancouver team defensively. Um, so that's really the gist of it. Um, it's not like there's any crazy values on the Philly side. I think my favorite play would be a uh, James Rand Reemstike just because he's on the top power play. Uh, he's always shooting the puck when he's out on the ice, and uh, yeah, he's sub 4,000 against Vancouver, um, so I do really like that, but, you know, I will just continue to be over the field on Claude Giroux every slate, uh, you know, just, even though he's expensive, like I know 7K is not free, there's not really a ton that's like, you know, like have the play it type uh, on this slate, so you do have the money to work with. And it's just a thing where Philly with uh Keith Yandel on the power play, it's just so clear that Giroux gonna be the shooter. Um, that everything they do, you know, if Kachur, if Kachurier scores, if Connect scores, Giroux is almost certainly gonna be involved. Um, you know, he's off to a great start this season. So I think getting him against Vancouver is just it's just a great way to go about things. Uh reminder, opening night, Giroux played uh, you know, at home against Vancouver, had eight shots on goal. Uh, And scored so, um, hoping for something like that here. But the first line in Philly is just very good, Uh, even on a back to back. I I think I will happily, you know, make sure that I have a few Philly one stacks and uh, maybe mix in some Van Riemsdyk even as a one off play because of the value that he offers with his goal
1: uh, probability. Okay, well, with all that being said, are you ready to move over to Buffalo at Anaheim?
0: Yes, yes, I am.
1: Yeah, so Buffalo versus Anaheim, it's kind of the, the 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 two colliding forces of this game, projecting probably to be really slow slug type pace with good, like well good goaltending in Anaheim and surprisingly good goaltending in Buffalo, um, with the fact that the most expensive player in this game that isn't a goalie is 5,300. So that would set up to a lot of people maybe to consider some of these cheaper guys like Zegers at 44 or the guy like maybe um, um, Ricky racks at 51, who has been shooting a ton until last game, of course, because I parlayed him in a shot prop. So of course he stopped shooting. Um, But it's one of those things where like I hate this game. I don't really like it. I think it's going to be a very slow pace, minimum goal upside type of of affair with the fact that, you know, if you need to find cap relief, because you're playing Ranton and McKinnon and, you know, maybe you're like, oh, I really, really want to get some Tampa in there. Like, now where am I going to get the get the salary relief? So is there something that you want to key in on in this game, or is it as much of a dud as I'm kind of making it out to be?
0: I don't think this game is a dud at all. Um, I think that this game Incorrect. is uh, – that's I, – I just think you're wrong here. Uh, Anaheim, you know, this is all this is all small sample stuff. But, um, you know, it, it's – so, one, what I'm really coming in with uh, – on this as is I've watched the Sabres team and they look like they're trying to create off. They look like they're trying to do hockey. They're, they're, they're not trying to, you know, grind the game out zero, zero type, type thing. So that that's one where it's just uh, straight up. It's a more exciting environment than years past for the Sabres team. Um, And then secondly, I mean, Anaheim like tries, they might, they're just not good defensively. Uh, They are third worst in the league at this point in expected goals against per sixty yeah, of course Gibson can bail them out of any game, but like, I'm not going into a slate saying, yeah, like goalie's going to happen, uh, you know, cause it's freaking goalie, man. Um, but Buffalo and Anaheim have uh, very concentrated outputs in terms of who they want on the ice for, you know, power plays and whatnot. Trevor's egress is far too inexpensive. Uh, Ricard Raquel still remains cheap. Uh, even Buffalo, like Page and Victor Olofsson have just been fantastic. Um, They're they're coming off of a really strong game against Tampa. Um, So this is, you know, this is a spot where you're not paying through the nose to get to any of these players. I think you're not paying a heavy ownership tax at all on some of these players. Uh, Maybe Raquel gets a little bit owned, but I don't really see it personally. Um, So this is a game where I think you can, there's a lot to like. Um, there's a lot of upside for, for the price, and I don't think it's as bad as an environment as you're, you know, maybe making it out to be.
1: I mean, I just look at what Buffalo did once they got up, and they basically put Cadjula, and Zach Posta out there, and were like, "All right, you guys play now," and just like smothered Tampa at the end. And I, I don't know. I mean, it's Thompson and Olson here for sure. Like, I do agree with that. Like, I think it's that's a fine stack, and that's like the only way to do it. Um, you know, watching Buffalo, like we do, I mean, or just go and look at the zone development. Like they get the ozone starts. They, um, you know, that they're not putting them out there in defensive zones. And uh, it's it just, you know, it, it makes sense um, for sure. Cause it's cheap enough, but I just don't think it's necessary. I am you know, I'm not going to do it. Probably. I think I'll just probably fade this game out and hope that I don't miss. And I, I don't think I will, um, you know, that's pretty much where I'm at.
0: Oh, all uh, So let's uh, go from there over to Minnesota, Seattle. Um, yeah.
1: Did you see, wait, before I, I'll let me start just in case you missed it. Um, Minnesota did per- cancel their practice today and there is concern of, that yeah. it's COVID related. Just making sure you saw that. Okay.
0: Yep. Uh, I mean, that's a good note. I, you, I probably would not have brought it up uh, here, but that's definitely good to know um, that, a lot of this is taken with a grain of salt because uh, they've had some coaching staff and I believe uh, yes. Garen was also uh, tested positive, through GM. So now maybe that's made its way through the locker room. Uh, so just keep an eye out. Uh, Minnesota is usually quite good about, you know, uh, relaying information via their beat reporters. Um, but they may have some players, you know, uh, out of service, which could create some value um, and obviously, you know, uh, minimize the value of those guys who are out. Um, so with that in mind, I personally don't think I can spend up on Caprizov, Zuccarello, Eric Zinek. Um, you know, I think there's better places to spend that money. It's almost pound for pound, the same price as say Calgary one. Um, and you know, uh, We'll see what the ownership looks like if it's two to one in favor of, like, say Calgary. Like, yeah, maybe Minnesota's the better bet, but um, my my suspicion is that Minnesota will just be higher round than I would like, um, so I don't really like it. And then I will I will go back to uh, on the Minnesota side my uh, who I called out on Tuesday, Freddie Gaudreau um, didn't do much of anything. You know, he had three shots, uh, 17 minutes time on ice though, still centering Kevin Fiala. Um, he's 3,600 and Fiala is 6,500. You get a really nice, uh, stack there for, you know, relatively cheap with, I think just as much upside as the Caprizov line. Uh, maybe you stack him with say Matt Dumba for the second power play. Like Dumba has been a monster this year. Um, you know, some really high ceiling, uh, performances from Dumba. So I kind of preferred that it's also a bit cheaper, um, but that three-man on Minnesota is a bit more interesting to me. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Seattle side? Because they look really yeah. cheap at first glance.
1: Yeah, they are. I mean, that, that Gianni Gord, I mean, it was my guaranteed goal call. I'm going to pat myself on the back. He smashed. I think he's in another smash spot here. I mean, I, yeah, Minnesota is really good defensively, so I don't want to be crazy in on the Kraken. But 4,200 for Gianni Gord, getting 22, 22, and 21 minutes in his first three games, having, what, nine shots on net, um, more attempts than that, even. I just think he's a really, really strong play here. Um, keep he fits really well with a guy like Jaden Schwartz who was on the first power play with him. Um, kind of just seems like easy money. I I don't mind even playing Vince Dunn with it. He led them in time on ice. Had a ton, well, for yeah. I think for the whole team actually. Um yep. He's just been he's been good. He just continues to drop <laughs> down to 3,200 now. Just didn't get the points there. So I think that he could still fit in with them because it did kind of look like their power play was kind of a little bit jumbled up and done just got out there a little bit early sometimes and played with them. So I have no problem with it. So like, I think that three man stack is, I like it more than well, just as much as the Sabres and it's just cheaper. Like, I, I don't know. That's kind of how I'm feeling. Like they're going to get a ton of content. Um, and they're also like a decent shutdown line. They're all right. So they're going to stay out there late in games. Like Gord does kill penalties. Like, uh, I, we may not be on there. You know, he killed penalty time. I don't really know. That might be a bad take, but irregardless.
0: I mean, usually, teams, usually teams have three PK units. Um, yeah. You know, and uh, I want to say this game was pretty penalty filled. I know at the end, yeah, uh, maybe part of why Dunn got some first power play time was just, they wanted, uh, you know, maybe two defensemen out there. Uh, it doesn't actually look like that might've happened. So maybe I'm just completely know. wrong, but yeah, um, you know, there's a lot of moving pieces in Seattle, but I think if you sort of stack up the, the main, uh, say the main like seven between Everly Giordano, Gord Schwartz, Wenberg, Dunn, McCann, um, you're probably in a very good place. Um, you know, it, there's some fourth option type guys for four through one stacks who are really cheap that you could play like Yarn Crow or uh, Donskoy, but it's not that important that you do it. Because these guys are so cheap to begin with, um, you know. For me, it's just a factor of I really respect Minnesota defensively. Uh, they've not really shown many signs of weakness in that area uh, so far this year. They're second in five-on-five expected goals against per sixty. So for me, it's a stay-away. Um, but it's certainly not something that I would say like no, they're bad plays. Um, it's just something where. I'm probably just going to limit my exposure to teams facing Minnesota all season. Uh, so two more games on the docket here. We have Winnipeg at L. A. Uh, this game is very interesting just because of how up in the air uh, everything seems to be right now. Its prices is a pick'em, which. I think might surprise, you know, a lot of people just kind of thinking about it, you know, uh, especially when you consider that LA's without Drew Doughty and without Sean Walker um, and that Winnipeg's now getting back Blake uh, Wheeler, it seems. So maybe that's a reason to sort of pump the brakes a little bit on uh, the Winnipeg side. But at first glance, um, basically everyone not named Kyle Connor is being given away on the clearance rack. Uh, so, so what do you come down on the Winnipeg side here?
1: Um, I mean, I, yeah, uh, I, I want to kind of see what the lines are. They didn't run a full skate and Wheeler did practice with them. So like I'm expecting Wheeler to be in as well. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, Ellers was awesome. He's like, you already mentioned earlier in the show, like one of the best raid shooters as far as just shots per game in the league. So he's really interesting to me, um, on his own, even potentially. Um, and, and I think there's a lot of value in LA because you mentioned the defenseman and like, they're not bad fantasy defenseman in Edler or, or uh, is it Roy or Wah? Actually, I'm not I even. think it's Matt Roy. I think it's Matt Roy too. Yeah. Um, both two guys, they're just real, real good values here. So, you know, Winnipeg, they had kind of the, the big cop Ellers night. I, I'm not really sure if I'm going to buy in on that quite again, but they did correlate on the power play. And that power play was Connor cop Ellers, Pionk and Stastny. So Ellers Finally gets that first power play bump. Will he keep it? Gonna <laughs> gonna assume no because they yeah. seem to hate him. um But I, you know, I'm, I'm just pointing it out that like that actually did come together. And maybe if Wheeler gets eased back in a little bit, they I, I'm assuming he goes where Sveshnikov was, and they just put him with Dubois and Connor. That'd be the uh, assumption. And maybe they just keep that full Ellers line together. And like, it's just not miss. Like it, it, it's fine where it is. Fifty nine, sixty one. Um, for Cobb and Ellers, and then the defenseman on the point with Pionk, I'm not like incredibly bullish on 5300 Pionk, but he's fine. Like you could definitely get yourself there. Um, like that, that's a good stack. It it just is. I I know that Cobb isn't the sexiest play in the world, but if, if we get any comprom- confirmation he's on the trip, the first power play, I will consider it.
0: Yeah. And it's not out of the question that Shifley could return to. Uh, he's been out for about a week now. So if there's a couple negative tests uh, throughout, you know, uh, say uh, Wednesday and Thursday, he could be one of those like late time sort of, Hey, he's on the ice. Look at that. Um, which is interesting. Um, you know, like maybe him, Blake Wheeler, who's 4,900 and Connor could be a play. Um I don't know. I kind of want to stay away from this game myself, uh, honestly.
1: Not perfect, I, but there's value. Like-
0: yeah, Victor Arvidsson's been really good uh, since coming over to... Tucker. Yeah, Yeah. Um, you know, like, he obviously had that great year alongside of uh, Ryan Johansson and Forsberg, and then just kind of was, like, blah. Uh, obviously, playing next to Anze Kopitar has really, you know, sparked something. Uh, some very, very strong shot outputs so far, Um, and sub-6K. It makes sense, but Kopitar is just so expensive, $7,400 that, you know, like, what are you really paying for if Kopitar? I'm not positive. Um, So I'm mostly sticking to Edler and Roy, like you mentioned, and I do think that they'll be, you know, two of my absolute favorite defensemen on the slate, but I'll probably be limiting, you know, my my exposure to this game other than that.
1: Well, can I talk you into... A guy that had ten shots on goal in his past two games, that's minimum salary, and that's named Arthur Kaliev.
0: Uh, Kaliev got sent down. Uh, Are you kidding me? Why I believe would
1: they do that to themselves. No, they I believe that's true. Could not score, so they sent down. Oh, the guy sorry, she- sorry.
0: Uh, he went down, and then got called up. So it must have been some, some uh, what do you call it? Like salary cap manipulation or whatever because they sent right. him down yesterday and called him up today um
1: minimum salary cali have in play there we go and i mean he sure. correlated with edler on the power play but you kind of made it seem like that might be changing they so.
0: practiced power plays actually uh where yeah. i saw that it was roy on the second unit still so let me okay. see if i
1: That's can fine. pull that up real quick I mean, Roy had 29 minutes, power play, one okay. penalty kill, uh, all of the stuff, so wow. he is just um, a good play. So,
0: today at practice, it was Kopitar, Kempe, Brown, Ayafalo, Edler. Arvidsson wasn't even on the top unit, so oof, <laughs> uh, big oof. Second unit, though, deno Roy, Velardi, uh, Kaliev, Arvidsson. So, you know, Kaliev, his second power play, seems like he'll play. Uh, good news, you know, we, we saved the day, that type of thing. Uh, so, yeah, if you want to play Kaliev, go for it. It's just one of those plays where you know it's thin and you're really hoping for a goal or the shot bonus to uh, make it worth your while because he's not going to get He's, many he's
1: hitting He's hitting both.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, well, Guaranteed you goal heard it here already first. Spoiled. All right. um, so Montreal at San Jose, a game yeah. that I definitely like. Um, I'm yeah. definitely going to be in on. I think that it won't get overlooked and I don't think, I definitely don't think San Jose get overlooked. They definitely did disappoint though, against Nashville. Um, they lost three to one. It looked like they had a pretty good chance there at the end to tie it up and it just didn't quite get there. But hurdle Meyer, Couture, LeBanc um, and Dallin, you know, they're all good plays. I, yeah. you know, I'm not sure if I want to go. I, I don't think I have to go too crazy here. Um, you can talk me into Brent Burns again, 1,000%. I'm probably going to even... have him. Um, yeah, it's
0: pretty obvious at this point that Timo is just underpriced for uh, what he's doing. Uh, he has just
1: as much upside. games. Nine point yeah. six games. It's, it's a nice time for being yeah. mayor.
0: He's been great. Uh, Allen on his line has also been great. Uh, finally, you know he got seventeen minutes last game. You do love to see that. Uh, you know forty four hundred. He's not free anymore, but it's great correlation. And then Couture, 6400
1: a bit more expensive yeah, they, they than $5,500. They priced him up like 1100 yeah. I know. Yeah, He did um, nothing, and they're like, got to bump him. Yeah,
0: So, but I, I still think like that line's just awesome. Uh, Kevin LeBanc is also intriguing, 3400 though he doesn't really correlate with those guys. He's more of a one-off, or maybe correlate him with, uh, say, Eric Carlson or uh, uh, Hurdle, because that's where he should be playing in the lineup. Um though i've just you know my favorite here is the suzuki hoffman gallagher line um you know they got boat raced against seattle but it really didn't feel that way uh when suzuki was on the ice and you know looking at some of the numbers uh, it actually did look like like they actually dominated play when suzuki gallagher hoffman were on the ice and then they just sort of Gave up or something when they weren't, um, which really makes me, uh, you know, Mike Hoffman still 4,500. Like the, the guy was born to score goals. Um, he's the focal point. Whenever he's on the ice offensively, he's too cheap. Uh, Brendan Gallagher, 3,700. Uh, look, I, I get it. He's not done much of anything. He's at the crack double digits yet this season, but it's coming. Uh, again, he's driving play when he's on the ice. He's playing with Suzuki and uh, Hoffman at five on five, like he's going to score. Like, I, I promise you that he will not go the entire season without scoring a goal. Um, so this Montreal line is just far too cheap. Uh, they're really,
1: really uh, nice. It's play, your favorite so. team to play. So I understand.
0: They are, they
1: are. Yeah, they are. Th- that's so, right. Yeah, That's right. So um, first of all, I do agree I, I i agree with what you're saying though I, I do think that hoffman suzuki gallagher line's fine um they spread out the minutes a ton so i i you know last game they, they took a ton of penalties um they got you know like you already mentioned with against seattle there's a ton of penalties going around so you just kind of hope that doesn't happen again and we get to see a bit more run from the suzuki line but like i think this game is in the realm of game stack central like it, it could get there yeah so I'm fine Definitely. with that. It's cheap and it's fun. And it's like, if you had the biggest nine games on the slate, I would say that's probably my, my one or two, maybe, maybe, maybe two um, favorite game to play. Maybe, maybe it's even one, honestly, like what games were like more than that? I don't know. Maybe yeah. Maybe that's one. Um,
0: just, just, you know, uh, it's we re- sort of finalized our slate discussion here. Uh, right now, the only games that are not a five and a half uh, based on the Vegas total uh, are Colorado St. Louis at six and Philly Vancouver at six. Every other game right now is being priced as a five and a half, uh, which Those is part of the right. reason why at the beginning, um, you know, I said I don't think we're going to get too much condensed ownership here. Uh, so should be really nice slate from that perspective.
1: Okay. Guarantee goals. Some yeah, stats. let's uh, yeah let's
0: do, do a you know uh, th- the favorite stack you know what, let's each do two stacks because there, there's not really a slam dunk, you know, a number one stack. So let's do two stacks and then guaranteed goals.
1: Okay. I mean, I, I don't think it's it's too difficult here, at least in my eyes. I know you, you might disagree. Um, just looking at LA, they lose two of their top defensemen. Their top line is great. The rest of the team stinks. I think that, you know, Kopitar line, I'm, I'm just going to kind of hope doesn't go against the Cop line. And we, we get that Cop Ellers, um, Pionk, that all comes together i don't think you have to play pionk with it i think you could even maybe consider someone else like a like a nate schmidt or something but i think pionk might be a little bit safer and it's not too off on the price so i, I do like it a lot um i just i think that you'll see kopitar kind of playing against that connor line with with wheeler probably coming back
0: yeah um all right so my high-end stack uh, i i mean i just want to be uh, over on timo uh, yet again so uh, give me Timo, Kachur, Dallin. These are the preference. correct ones. Um, yeah. Don't need to say much more there. Uh, I think I mentioned earlier he is, uh, uh, where is he? He's fifth on the slate in expected fantasy points per game. And that's with him playing 16, 17 minutes at night. Like, um, you know, that's probably projectable, but like it just goes to show how amazing he's been. Uh, and he's fourth or third in uh, shot attempts per game. So just, you know, goat type stuff out of t
1: Okay. Yep. I think that's, that's pretty solid. Um, so for cheaper stacks and, you know, there's a lot of different ways to do this and I definitely want to see what the Vancouver lines are first, but, um, I, I really do think if, if we get any sort of indication of similar stuff, um, I think that, you know, a guy like Horvat with a guy like, um, Quinn Hughes, it's not the cheapest thing in the world, but you know, Torvet fifty one hundred, Quinn Hughes fifty six K. but you know, I think those two guys correlate real nicely on the power play. They they could set up to be kind of game breakers in their own right. And I think you could get Pearson in there and feel okay about it. Um, Garland is just a little bit too expensive for me. I think another way to do it would just be to take out like Besser and and put him with OEL or Quinn Hughes too. Like th- those are kind of the where I'm trying to maybe find a little bit of cap relief.
0: Yeah, um, I, I mean, you know, Vancouver, eh, uh, not not for me, but I definitely, you know, they do have a lot of upside packaged uh, together. Um, you know, I'm going to dig in on one of the spots that you kind of poo-pooed me on. And while I think both sides of this game are pretty enticing, uh, I'm just, you know, I'm going to ride the wave on the Buffalo Sabres, uh, three-man stack of Tage, Victor Olofsson, and Rasmus Dalin comes in right around the 15K mark. Uh, it's very easy to make a team around them. Um, Dalin hasn't really had like a monster game yet this season, but you watch him play and you understand like, you know, uh, he just is so talented that, you know, if Tej and Olsen reach hitting their ceiling, that it certainly could be thanks to Dahlin. And it's not like you're paying a ton to find out. Um, I definitely think that uh, Rasmus Asplund is also somewhat in play here. He's just not a shooter, though. Uh, he's 3K as, like, the third wheel to these guys, though. And he has been getting some power play time. Um, you know, we can check in on – like I would just check in on what the, the most recent power play units were in practice or whatever. We, we should have that. Um, but I, I think Buffalo going against Anaheim – I might get overlooked. Um, I just think they're playing a really offensive brand of hockey um, sure. and not what I expected that, that they were literally going to be offensive, um, you know, but they're they'll actually, regress.
1: yeah. They, yes, DJ, maybe they will regress <laughs> though, but don't tell all our, all our favorite listeners that because we're having fun
0: or maybe they'll just go four one and one. Every set of six games throughout the season, and that'll be that. Um, so let's guarantee some goals, DJ. Right, I'm get us
1: started. Both of mine right now because you're not taking either of them. I can Lock guarantee it. Miko Rantanen, Arthur Kellyev. I'll catch you on the other I, side.
0: I was not going to take those guys.
1: I, so. I am well aware. That's why I just did. Do you remember?
0: Do you remember who I took last? I don't remember honestly. You was had, it Hoffman or was it McAl? Because uh, I took one of those four K guys.
1: I think it was Hoffman because I remember someone saying it hit. Didn't Hoffman score?
0: Uh, McCar hit because I called Macar. Like Macar. that was my guaranteed goal, and oh, I remember God. Paul said that. Um, that so I-
1: okay, that one that was one that hit. I I thought Hoffman was. I don't know. I don't know. You know I think, what? I said, even, yeah, if was, I, even if
0: it was. Even if like, it was. What's funny is like I said
1: Yanni Gord. I said Yanni Gord, but I can't remember the other one I said. I wanted. I thought it was Ellers, but I don't know.
0: You know what? I'll also, uh, maybe not a guarantee, but if there were a, you know, a legal bet on this, the Mike Hoffman, Gordie Howe hat trick, of fighting Eric Carlson, scoring a power play goal, and then getting an assist when he hits the crossbar and Suzuki bats one in.
1: Um, if that so. hits, I will drink <laughs> a beer.
0: <laughs> we'll play drink the beer. All right. Uh, so, yeah, I will Everyone go wins. Mike Hoffman. And then for my second one, um David Perron, uh, easy game. David Perron scores. Yeah, that's
1: easy. That's easy. It's okay. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, we, we went different. We went different angles on this one for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we did.
1: Um, it was good to think McKinnon doing this 100 off. And I was like, all right, you know what? Rant and bounce <laughs> back. Whatever. Yeah. I, I guess whatever.
0: All right. Um, uh, let's get out of here. Uh, this was, okay. I think this was a good show. We, we went a little long, but, you know, uh, yeah, not, I moved not close too bad. To
1: the Wi-Fi box and it helped a little bit, but I, next week, I mean, I'm a little bit worried about me being on the Tuesday show. But we'll we'll get to that. Um, I'll talk to you off off the off the bike uh, here, but um, I I'm really hopeful. I'm gonna have a desk and everything, okay. and I can plug it in, and we'll be good
0: yeah but the uh the more important thing is the next time we hear from you you'll be set up in your new digs so
1: well uh, um real fans will be listening to me on friday's mail media podcast show so actually I, ju- I just got outed i just got outed as a, as a non-real fan you've listened to me though that's why you won all that money you literally told yeah. all the listeners that you're like i only won because i listened to dj say that game was good that's i right. remember hearing that's- it exactly like that
0: <laughs> That's exactly how I phrased it. All right, guys, uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at Uh DM us there if you want to get in the Discord. Uh, you know, there's literally, I think, uh, 100-something people in there. So it's it's good good times uh, for all. Um, and, yeah, follow me. I am at Fake Moods And DJ is at DJ underscore Mitchell 94. So from Doug, from DJ, from myself, have a good slate, everybody. And we... We'll see ya.